I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You are listening to More Than a Song, episode 438. And welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Your past can drag you down when starting something new. (laughs) Old habits and old thought patterns, these are chains that restrict forward momentum. This is true as you embark on a new relationship with Christ as well. And Jeremy Camp sings of new life in Christ in his song, Getting Started. This song inspired me to learn from Paul about letting go of the past and looking ahead. But before we dive into that, let's listen. In his letter to the Philippians, Paul details all of the things that the world would identify as markers of significance. All the things that our world would say defines his identity and gives him purpose. And honestly, all the things that the world would glorify in him. But Paul goes on to teach us what it means to have our identity in Christ. And though he doesn't say it exactly like this, I think if he heard this song this week, he would say, New Believer? You've got to let all that stuff go. That's all associated with the darkness. You're now a child of the light. You're just getting started. Now, the verse uh, that sent me to Philippians is found in chapter 3. Verse 13 says in part, But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. But another thing Paul would be quick to say, whether you're a new believer and just getting started in your walk with Christ or a longtime follower of Christ, or somewhere in between, he would say, I'm still in process. I haven't arrived in my Christian life. In fact, if we zoom out a little bit on that verse 13, let's back up to verse 10 and read through verse 14. It says, my goal is to know him, and he's talking about Jesus, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Not that I've already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take a hold of it because I've been taken a hold of by Christ. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. All right, Paul's saying, not that I have already reached the goal. What, what is Paul's goal? And we just read it, and it was to know Christ, 
to know the power of his resurrection, to know the fellowship of his sufferings, and to be conformed to him in his death. Now, for those of us who are goal-oriented people, this truth might be hard to swallow. Are you ready? Paul's describing progressive sanctification. And, and what this means is we will never achieve perfect sanctification until we're face-to-face with Christ. So while we're here on earth, it's a progression. We're always, a friend of mine said, so we're always only halfway to the wall. Yes. All right. So before I unpack what Philippians has to say on this matter of progressive sanctification, I have to be honest about something that happened to me this week. I, I really struggled to get into scripture this week. First of all, I didn't know where I wanted to start. (laughs) Pretty ironic since I'm using a song entitled Getting Started. But once I did decide on Philippians, I kind of acted like I didn't know what I should do next. Actually, to be specific, I bucked against what I knew I should do because for whatever reason, I just didn't want to do it. Whatever do you mean, Michelle? Well, if you're a longtime listener, what Bible interaction tool exercise, what bite do you think I would say you should start with, especially with a short letter like Philippians? Well, the bite I knew I should start with was to read the entire letter of Philippians. That would be taking the bite of reading in context. Why didn't I want to? Well, to be perfectly frank with you, I was kind of feeling a bit down on that day. When I went on my walk, I found I was walking a little bit slower. When I sat down to write, what normally fires me up seemed like just another task. And honestly, if I leaned into it a little bit too much, I felt a little weary and teary. Sorry to my male listeners. It just is what it is. I felt like crying. All right. But my friend Keith Barron in his book, How to Enjoy Reading Your Bible, he likens getting distracted while reading the Bible or kind of what I was coming up against. Um of not wanting to read, uh, to a running back getting tackled. So the running back knows he's going to get tackled. After all, on the football field, there is a team on defense trying to halt the forward progression of the team on offense. And when we commit to engaging with God's word, we need to remember that we have an enemy trying to stop our forward progression as well. And on this day, the enemy said, You've already read this so many times. What's the value in doing it again? How do I know that this was the voice of the enemy? Well, don't you think it sounds like the voice of the enemy? Uh, if Maybe you're not sure. How about if I ask it this way? Do you think it sounds like the voice of the Holy Spirit? Do you think the Holy Spirit would tell me that there's no value in engaging with the very words of God? No. Is definitely the enemy. He wants to halt all forward progression. But I fought back in that moment through an act of obedience. I chose to use the plays in my playbook. See how I kept the sports analogy going? Uh, all right. That's for my guy listeners who wanted to hop off a minute ago when I admitted I was feeling a little emotional earlier. But seriously, what I did was I grabbed a study Bible off the shelf that I haven't used in a while in a translation I don't often read in. And I took the bites of reading in context, reading the whole letter and reading out loud. That was my big play. Go back to the basics, reading in context. That's like blocking and tackling. Without that, you just don't have a football game. And then my special offensive play was to read out loud. 
So whenever my mind wants to wander, I find that reading out loud is super helpful. In fact, studies show that reading out loud not only improves your focus and attention, but your memory as well. In addition, it increases your comprehension of ideas so I could understand it better when I read it out loud. So whenever you're feeling a little all over the map, try the Bible interaction tool exercise of reading out loud. Now, it didn't take me long to read the entire letter to the Philippians. It's four chapters. And once I got started, here's what I did. I made a mental note of focusing on the text of the scripture first. There would be plenty of time to go back and read the study notes. Again, I had told you I'd taken down a study Bible. Uh, But if you don't have the willpower to avoid the study notes, then pick up a copy of the text that doesn't have any study notes. Because the first thing you want to do is read the scripture for yourself without the noise of somebody else's thoughts um, invading. So the next thing I did was to take the bite of compare and contrast. Now, it's hinted at in our theme verse, but discussed in great detail in the context of the letter. And it's the contrast between what is behind versus what is ahead. So remember, Philippians 3.13 says, One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. So what is behind is um, everything that mattered before Christ. So in Paul's case, it was quite the pedigree, actually. So if you back up even further in chapter 3, Paul says this, If anyone thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, regarding the law, a Pharisee, regarding zeal, persecuting the church, regarding the righteousness that is in the law, blameless. So of all these things that held sway before the coming of Christ and the giving of the Holy Spirit, these were spiritual and ethnic privileges that would have made Paul a big deal in his day. Now, you might be like Paul. You may have come to Christ out of great worldly success, some pretty great stuff that you could be proud of. Or perhaps you're like one uh, that our song sings of, a member of the brokenhearted club. Not so great. And maybe a few things that you might be ashamed of. But here's the deal. Both camps are in chains. So the one who thinks they have it all together and the one who can't help but messing everything up again, both are in chains. So let me keep reading in verse 7. But everything that was a gain to me, or you might say everything that was tripping me up, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them as dung so that I may gain Christ. So there it is again, knowing Christ, gaining Christ. That is everything to Paul. Letting go of what mattered in the past, counting it as dung. You kind of know what emoji that is, right? And here is where the story of the brokenhearted and the one who has it all together intersect in verse 9. And be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. So it's a righteousness from God through and based on faith in Christ. Why? Because being blameless in the law didn't get Paul anywhere. Only the righteousness from God based on faith matters. Now, this should absolutely debunk any idea that you have that having it and keeping it all together is where righteousness comes from. No, only the righteousness that comes from God based on faith 
matters. And again, we get that righteousness through faith in Christ. That is positional sanctification. It's also called justification. Like the old Baptist pastor used to say, it's just as if I'd justify, just as is just as if I'd never sinned. Easy for me to say. Or in Paul's case, it's just as if I'd never had the spiritual or ethnic privileges. It's called positional sanctification because your position before God is righteous. Not because you are, but because Christ is. But we said we were going to look at Paul's contrast of what is behind versus what is ahead. And here's where the contrast of looking ahead comes in. Within the text, Paul speaks of his goal and the prize. So we've already talked about his goal, but let's back up and make a list anyway. And that's another bite, by the way, making a list. So what was Paul reaching for? What was his goal and what did he mean by prize? So first on my list is knowing Christ. In verse 8, he describes it this way, the surpassing value of knowing Christ. And then again in verse 10, he says his goal is to know him. That's what he was reaching for, knowing Christ. Did he know him? Yes. Is there more to know of him? Yes. Thus the progression. Okay. So it's both are yes, but he wanted to know him and know him deeper. All right. Back to verse eight. He wanted to gain Christ. So think back to Christ's teaching on loss and gain. Uh, Matthew 16, anyone who would gain his life should lose it. Right. So think about that. And so that's what he's probably thinking of when he's thinking, saying gain Christ. He wants to be found in Christ um, as opposed to what? So take the bite of considering the opposite, what it would the opposite of being found in Christ, not being found in Christ. And that, again, was everything that was in the past. So what was he found in? Well, he was found in self and he was found in worldly measures. But now, now what he's reaching for is to be found in Christ. He's letting all that other stuff go. All right, the next thing on my list is to have Christ's righteousness, and that's what we've just been talking about. The next thing is to know the power of his resurrection. So Romans says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. That's power. And 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 Paul is reaching for the knowledge or the, the like a deeper deep understanding of the power of his resurrection. Um, he also, next thing on my list, is to know the fellowship of his sufferings. Hebrews says that Christ learned obedience through suffering. Uh, we are not above our Savior in this regard. And so it's interesting that it made Paul's list. He's reaching for suffering? Not necessarily. I think he's reaching for the connection, the fellowship with Christ that you have when you endure great suffering because he endured great suffering. All right, the next thing on my list is to be conformed to his death. So we too will finish this life on earth at death. And um, so there's uh, to be conformed to his death is on our list. And then to be resurrected from the dead. And this is a promise given to all believers in Christ. And then finally, the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. These are things he's reaching for. So let's 
start where we ended, what is the prize? Well, we know it's not salvation because that is secure. Paul doesn't need to reach for his salvation anymore. So some theologians think the prize is like a heavenly reward. So uh, perhaps the crown of righteousness that Paul speaks of in 2 Timothy chapter 4. And then others interpret the prize as becoming more and more like Christ until we are with him face to face. And that, my friend, is progressive sanctification. Gradually, but steadily changing, uh, transforming, conforming to be more like Jesus. So at salvation, we are given the righteousness of Christ through faith that we've been talking about. So when we stand before God, our judge, he will not see our past, but rather he will only see the righteousness of his son. Uh, But just like Paul so eloquently explains here, just because we are positionally sanctified, we are not yet complete. So we're just getting started. This entire letter to the Philippians is full of ways that we are to conform and change to be more like Christ. In chapter two, Paul tells us to have the mind of Christ where we demonstrate Christ's attitudes of unselfishness and humility and self-sacrifice. Later in chapter two, he tells us to shine like stars in the world and In chapter 3, he instructs us to allow the peace of Christ to rule and reign in place of our anxiety. And like Paul, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of any of this. Progress, perhaps, but I'm just getting started. And as you will see more examples, because you're going to interact with the text for yourself, I know you will, you'll go and you'll read all of Philippians and you can begin to see more examples of this progressive sanctification or opportunities to, to look more and more like Christ. But to live in a manner worthy of the gospel, we must become more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, that is progressive sanctification. And we look more and more like Christ as we choose to obey his word. We allow it to transform the way we think. We allow that to then ultimately transform the way we act and respond. So whether you're just getting started in your faith walk or have been on the journey with your Savior for a while, forget what is behind and reach forward to what is ahead and keep reaching, becoming more and more like Christ. So what's next? Well, read Paul's letter to the Philippians. You can combat a wandering mind by reading it out loud. Focus your study on the contrast between what was behind Paul and what he was reaching for. Make note of the progressive sanctification in your own faith journey. Rehearse some of the things that that God has already done as you continue to reach forward. And don't forget, your citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await for our Savior from there. So stand firm in the Lord. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Instagram at michellekneezat. My public page is Michelle L. Nizat on Facebook, and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, More Than a Song is a proud member of the NRT Podcast Network. You can check out other podcasts in the network and Christian music resources at newreleasetoday.com. I would be honored if you followed the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. But if you sign up on my website at michellekneezat.com, then I'm able to email you once a week. And I, I really try to stick to the once a week. 
Uh, the only time I ever break that is if I've got like a bonus episode that comes out or anything like that. But I email you once a week with all the show notes, all the scriptures that I've used, links to any resources, articles, study Bibles, books, all the things that I talk about sometimes on the podcast and some of the things that I don't talk about, but that I used in my preparation. I put all of that in that weekly email. Uh, now my my featured free resource this week is my 30-day music challenge. Uh, it's to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. I walk you through it with one-minute videos each day. It's free. So head over to michellenizat.com forward slash 30-day challenge to take the challenge. Change your music, change your life. Now, with that in mind, I want to thank my newest subscribers to my email list, uh, like Jackie from Indiana, Tracy from Nebraska, Veronica from Florida, and LaCosta from Nebraska. Welcome. Now, don't forget, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneesat.com, through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or, or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. And if you haven't left a review yet, could you do that today? Just head over to lovethepodcast.com forward slash more than a song. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be featuring Always by Chris Tomlin to dive into scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 438. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.